I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, the three-minute scientific secret to increase trust. What global managers can learn from doctors about how to build trust remotely. There's an old saying, dialogues build trust, monologues destroy it. And we have more than enough data and statistics to prove that. For example, a study of doctors in Colorado and Oregon in the USA compared two groups. One group were doctors facing legal action for dangerous or wrong medical decisions. The second group were successful doctors who had never faced any legal action. The study found that the main difference between the two groups was the time they spent with patients. The doctors facing legal action, those making the bad decisions, the wrong and dangerous decision, had spent on average only 15 minutes with each patient. The good doctors, on the other hand, spent 18 minutes with each patient. That's an extra three minutes per patient. And that three minutes was one of the main factors that decided between good doctors and the dangerous doctors. Okay, you say, so what's the link between doctors in Colorado and global managers? Well, they're closer than a lot of people think. In the USA, the ratio of doctors per person is one doctor to 295 patients. Let's make the assumption that the doctor sees some of those patients regularly, for example, those with persistent and chronic illnesses, and that still leaves hundreds of people who the doctor doesn't see very often. Well, that's the same for global managers. Global managers lead global business units with tens or hundreds of people that they only see once or twice a year, and sometimes even then for only a few minutes. Maybe a different question is what makes people go to the doctors when they're ill? Because they could go to an alternative medical professional, they could pray to their God, they could read their star signs, but they don't do that. They trust their doctor more than anyone else. Another way to ask that same question is what do doctors do that makes them more trustworthy than alternative medicines? Because the answer gives us a real reliable insight into how global managers can remotely build trust. First of all, doctors don't do it on their own, and nor can global managers. Patients must have confidence in the system and trust in their doctor. So the trust is built in two ways. There's a belief in the official system, in the healthcare system as a whole, that's at a macro level, and there's a belief in the individual doctor-patient interactions, that's at the micro level. And it helps to think of this difference using two words, confidence and trust. Confidence in the system depends on my perception of the system. That is, I have a perception before I go to the doctors that when I talk to my doctor, he will either give me the cure in the form of tablets or treatment, or he will refer me on to a specialist doctor, probably at the local hospital. So before I go to the doctors, I'm confident in the health system, I'm confident in the process, and I'm confident that the specialist resources will make me better. So it's confidence that happens first, and it depends a lot on my perception of the health system before I've used it. Trust in doctors comes from my experience. 
It's in those repeated multiple interactions with the doctor. In other words, my experience which makes me trust my doctor or not. If there was an Olympic medal for public health, the gold medal winners would be those that balance confidence in the system and trust by patients in their doctors. Which is more important? Well, both. The difference is in timing. At the start, confidence is more important. That's what makes me walk through the door and go to my doctor. But very soon after that, as the treatments start, it is the trust in my doctor that becomes more important. So what can global managers learn from all of this? Well, first of all, is to create an organisational culture that employees can have confidence in. And take time to be sure that employees understand how the system works for them. And that means, secondly, you need to frame it in their language. You need to frame it from their perspective. Because remember, confidence starts with their perception of the organisational culture their perception of head office, their perception of the main locations, not yours and not the boards or the senior management. So I want to give you eight little known but easy ways to triple trust in your company. Number one, give people the resources they need. Most global managers are comfortable working remotely, most work on the road as they did before, the adjustment for them at the moment is just not that great. Global managers have physical resources because they probably have an office or a spare room or a quiet working space at home. They have good IT equipment, they have fast internet connections, and we have to remember that not all employees have access to these things. Make sure then that they have the mental, emotional, physical and technical resources they need to get the job done. Number two, Make time for people. Talk longer. Talk for 18 minutes rather than 15 minutes. It's not going to add a lot to a day. It's going to add a huge amount to the level of trust in your company. Number three, make the final prize of change bigger and greater than the individual sacrifices that people will have to make to get there. In other words, you're asking people to deal with change and uncertainty. The only way to do that is to understand their perception of the situation and show them that the end goal has got to be better than the sacrifice they're making now. And that is their confidence in the company. Number four, orientate people. What specifically is going to happen next for them? What's going to happen for their location? If you can tell them that, you're already framing it in their perspective. Number five, listen to employee opinions and check your understanding. So orientating people, number four and number five, listening are the two biggest components of empathy. And when leaders show empathy, employees will follow. Number six, check their understanding of the next actions you want them to take and the next milestones you expect them to reach. Understanding has to go two ways. It's about you understanding their opinion and their situation, but it's also about them understanding the actions that you need them to take and the milestones and goals you need them to hit. Number seven, dialogues will always get you further than monologues. High frequency, positive interactions and make it personal. And number eight, laugh. Use a bit of humour. Even doctors and patients facing life-threatening illnesses find the time to smile sometimes. So appropriate use of humour always helps the global manager just to oil that machine.
So to sum up, we need confidence, which comes from positive perceptions of the company's strategy and systems, its processes and culture. And secondly, we need trust built into those many interactions between a manager and an employee. But most of all, we need to make time for dialogue if we want to be competent and wise global managers. I'm Stephen Hunt. Thank you for listening. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence in the power of clarity to grow their business. Oh,